Hello and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. You can find all of my written reviews at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the latest Adam Sandler film. It is called Pixels. It is a comedy, and I, I should put quotes around that, a comedy and a science fiction action film. It is a PG-13 release for some language and some suggestive comments. It runs one hour and 45 minutes. In addition to Adam Sandler, the cast includes Kevin James, of course, Josh Gad, Michelle Bonahan, Peter Dinklage, Brian Cox, Sean Bean. What are these guys doing in this film? Matt Lintz, Jane Krakowski, Alfion Crockett, Ashley Benson, uh, fill out the rest of the cast, and there's a uh, a few other notable cameo appearances here that I won't uh, I won't bother to spoil the film uh, because I think that Adam Sandler and company do a great enough job on their own spoiling this film. The director is Chris Columbus, yes, of uh, uh, Adventures in Babysitting fame and, and and the first couple of Harry Potter movies, and I seem to remember him directing Home Alone as well. I don't know what he's doing here. Screenplay is by Tim Herlihy, a longtime collaborator with Adam Sandler. That should tell you enough right there. And Timothy Dowling, and it's based on the short film by Patrick Jean. Now, I'm not far off from the age that the characters in this film are supposed to portray. And I do remember very well what it was like to be a kid hanging out in a video game arcade back in 1982. I spent a lot of time in them. I, 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 when I think about those times, I actually kind of shudder to think how many of my quarters, which, you know, if you think about 1982, this is a long time ago, quarters weren't really that easy to come by for a kid with no job. And, you know, I think about how many of those quarters, those valuable quarters at the time, I basically plunked down into those uh, various video game machines that really didn't offer much to enhance my life, you know, except for a half hour maybe of escape from the humdrum existed, uh, existence of my introverted youth. Pixels is a movie that really should have been meant for someone like me. As someone who was a child at the time, and remembers every single one of these games all too well from the countless hours that I spent in front of them over many years. Sadly, it's it's not just a missed opportunity to do something clever with this premise. It's an utter embarrassment. This is a novelty flick at the very best. This is not really, I wouldn't even consider this a movie. This is just strictly nostalgia porn, pandering to an audience that is just looking for some reason to remember the, their childhood games or for the people who um, maybe are, are too young to remember but who live on retro uh, 1980s nostalgia and think that that's enough to make a major motion picture about. You know, I guess if the Transformers can make four movies that make a billion dollars at the box office, why not, I suppose... If you remove the fact that we're being reminded about these things from our youth and you actually take this story, you know, forget what your your fond memories of Pac-Man or your fond memories of Donkey Kong or Galaga or Centipede, remove those from the equation. Just watch this movie on its own terms 
and then try to follow this as a movie, and you will see it for the eye-popping disaster movie that it is. I mean, it is a disaster movie. It's one glorious disaster of a movie. So the film, I guess I'll get into the plot somewhat. It, it It's 1982. Sam Brenner is a 13-year-old boy and was one of the best video gamers around his local arcade, but he was not the best because he would eventually lose in a worldwide video arcade championship competition to another youngster, the cocky and pimp-voiced, for whatever reason, and mulleted, Eddie the Fire Blaster Plant, who bests him at the wildly popular Donkey Kong to steal the victory. And at this competition, NASA, who sponsored the event, used this footage of all of these video games that they play to make a VHS tape that they send up to space, and that videotape would eventually be found by aliens who took what they found on that tape as a declaration of war. And so those aliens come down, you know, 30 years later to Earth, kind of space invader style, to take over us and uh, challenge us to a competition for our planet using the representations found from the video games that they viewed on that original VHS tape. And so it's kind of a competition where we get, I think, three lives or something like that. We get three chances in order to beat them at their own game, so to speak. But their own game is really our games. I, I don't know. My, my mind is spinning from that. You flash forward to today. Will uh, uh, the... Kevin James' character, whom we know as Will Cooper, is now the president of the United States, along with a conspiracy theorist, whack job, Ludlow Lamansoff, who was eight years old in 1982, and he's played now by Josh Gad, and the fresh-from-prison former nemesis Eddie, the fire blaster plant, who is in this uh, more modern day played by Peter Dinklage. Brenner, who is played by... Uh, uh, Adam Sandler, he now works as a low-level home electronics install guy and has to go to wherever the action is with these aliens coming down to use his video game skills to thwart these advancing aliens in all of their various glowing cube forms and in the process hope to save the Earth from destruction. And while that's going on, he also finds that one of his customers on the job, the hot single, recently divorced mom, Violet Van Patten, who's played by Michelle Monaghan, is actually also a lieutenant colonel in DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency that is heading the front against this alien invasion. And though they, you know, we have a full army, we have to, we as humans have to rely on these handful of video gamers because the military lacks the the kind of hand-eye coordination necessary to best these alien games. What a chance for a geek like Brenner to impress the hot babe by saving the world (laughs) through this video game. Pixels gets its inspiration from a 2010 short film of the same name. That film is only 2.5 minutes long. It's really two and a half minutes long and it's by French director Patrick Jean. And um, that's just the inspiration for this film. There's, there's not a lot other than the kind of overall look and, and basic premise of the uh, of aliens that are tampering with uh, pixels. I guess if you're a true nerd, you would call them voxels. But um, pixels is the name of the original film, so I don't blame them here for c- continuing that name. 
This is a full-length vehicle directed by that veteran Chris Columbus, who, much like Sandler and Atari and Hollow Notes, who are also in the film, his best years seem to be behind him and mean something only for those who are nostalgic for their better days. If there's any fun to be had whatsoever from Pixels, it's comes it comes merely from being able to figure out and, and and identify the various pixelated icons and to remember the games that they come from. Games such as Joust and Frogger and Robotron and Galaga and Space Invaders and Asteroids and Dig Dug and Wizard of War and all these other things that you might see for just a second in the background of this film during these giant melees that comprise of the big climax. Not much is done with them of note, but pointing at the screen when you recognize them is what you'll probably do if you happen to be a retro gamer or somebody who remembers these games from when you were a youth. That's really the only joy that you're afforded because there's nothing really that funny done with any of them. This is a shamefully lazy effort from the screenwriters Tim Herlihy and Timothy Dowling, who probably penned the bulk of their screenplay on a cocktail napkin while after downing their fourth or fifth drink in a bar one night. This is a movie with a lot of comedic slack and a ton of missed opportunities to make something funny happen with one of the more capable supporting cast around. I mean, you've got Brian Cox in here, you got Michelle Monaghan and Peter Dinklage and Sean Bean and almost, you know, none of these people are even really put to good use here. Anachronisms abound. We see the snickering dog from the Nintendo game Duck Hunt. Now, there's two problems with that when we see it. First, that game was introduced until 1984. If we're to believe that it, that the aliens are have come to Earth because they saw a videotape Based on a 1982 arcade game competition, how are they recreating the Nintendo game, console game, Duck Hunt? This is, it's not only not produced till 1984, but it's made for the Nintendo home entertainment system. This is not an arcade game, and it should not have been recorded on that video that the aliens had seen, so they would have not have known to recreate it on Earth. But that's not all. Also introduced in 1984, but somehow appearing in this movie is Max Headroom, the computer game Tetris. And for all intents and purposes, the popularity of pop superstar Madonna is mentioned in 1982, but she really didn't have much of a career until late 1983 or even into 1984. Paperboy, the video game, didn't even see arcades until 1985, and it features prominently here even during the end credits. In 1982, they talk about Samantha Fox. She wasn't really a thing beyond being a page three girl in England until 1986 when her music video for Touch Me dropped. In 1982, when these nerds were talking about her, she was only 16 years old. The Taj Mahal, during one of the key scenes, is destroyed by the breakout-like video game Arkanoid. That game didn't even come out till 1986. All of this sloppiness cannot be just an error. The film is built on nostalgia for a specific year. This is the work of people with willful disregard for their audience. The thought must be that anyone who would actually pay money to see an Adam Sandler film in this day and age in theaters must obviously not care about what thought may have gone on into the motion picture that they're about to see before these people started to roll film. There isn't much beyond the premise of 
you know, video games from 1982 attack Earth to pixels, if they can't even make that singular, simple premise work, they might as well have all of this cast and crew walk on screen and give us, in the viewing audience, the middle finger. If that's not enough, you know, the, the inconsistencies and the, the disregard for what we'll believe continues. Let's take a look at the age of the actors who were supposedly all friends, you know, 13 year olds in 1982. Kevin James, in the more modern, you know, as an actor, he is 50 years old. He's, you know, Josh Gad's character was, was eight years old at the time and Kevin James' character was 13 back in 1982 and yet, about 17 years separates them in real life. You know, Josh Gad, I mean, casting department, Josh Gad was only one years old in 1982, and we're supposed to believe that he was one of the, one of the crew that was there dominating in the uh, arcades at the time? So adding to the WTF factor of the film, Qbert, yes, the, the actual video game character Qbert suddenly appears about three quarters of the way through the film he's not an enemy that they have to fight he just shows up he's captured by the gang and he instantly becomes one of the 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 good guys how or why i don't know the movie delves deep never delves deep enough adam sandler and company must think that there's some comedy to mine from having such an absurd sidekick and then there's lady lisa this uh this character from an, an obviously fictional video game called Dojo Quest. Did the makers of this film think they, did, they they just didn't have enough appeal for pixels just through actual video games without having to invent a blonde bombshell samurai warrior to appear in the movie? I mean, she's just there for cheesecake. And she doesn't even have any speaking lines. I don't know why she can't speak. Kubert can. Kubert says a lot in this movie. Even though, you know, in the video game, all he did was, you know, all you saw was a word bubble with an expletive. And yet, and yet the actual human in the film, representation, has nothing to say. And why can Kubert speak English and this uh, Lady Lisa can't speak a word of anything at all? There's one moment in which they appear to be the same entity, and yet it still carries through this absurd uh, inconsistency. And then at some point we see some pixelated ninjas in this film. I, they're, they're from no video game that I can identify, uh, even assuming that they may have been from that video game, that fictional one, Dojo Quest. Uh, you know, why even have them in the movie? Why spend all this time and energy to give us nostalgia if you're just going to make something up and then not even have a payoff for any of this? On top of this, this... The, Pixels really has no defined sense of rules or its characters. There's a scene in which, if you've seen the trailers, you've seen the scene, in which Pac-Man appears and the good guys use a quartet of color-coded ghost, and I'm using quotes for ghost, Mini Coopers, and those cars are already at the ready. So they're going to play the ghost and they're going to try to take down Pac-Man. And then during this whole chase around the city, power pellets appear around the city for no discernible reason. And, you know, this is supposed to fly. I mean, this is a movie that just makes it up as it goes along. Toward the climax of the film, the humans climb real-life levels of Donkey Kong, where, all of a sudden, Violet Van Patten can do flips in the air that are not even seen in the video game, as if she were the world's greatest gymnast. Now, Monaghan may be fit, but we're never told that her character is also the world's greatest acrobat. 
the arcaders, as they, they come to be known, these game-playing saviors of the Earth, they have ready-made jumpsuits with the word arcaders. At you know, they, they they don these things as they get ready for their task. This is astonishing foresight, especially given that of the four arcaders, one is the four-foot-five Peter Dinklage as one of the crew, and the nearly three-hundred-pound heft of Kevin James is also there. I mean, who made these suits at the ready and knew that they were going to have uh, people with these dimensions? <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. And what a coincidence that the president of the U.S. and the best video games game players in the world all hail from the same place and actually know each other. These are the saviors of, our, of the earth. It's very convenient. Now, despite a certain colorful visual appeal... Uh, for pixels, this is a special effects meets moronic comedy that is a that is kick in the groin unfunny. Not to mention ugly from a look standpoint, and it's a far cry from its most obvious inspiration in the world of cinema, Ghostbusters. It really patterns itself after that movie, and it falls up falls short in every detail. Interestingly, as it stands, the bit that involves the video games themselves which probably only amounts to maybe 20 minutes of actual screen time, which is a lot less than you're probably expecting given the trailers, those remain the best parts, at least visually, even though from a storytelling standpoint, they don't really add much to the film except for give you some eye candy, while everything else about this movie is an utter failure. This is yet another Happy Madison-filled film made by man-children actors, playing man-child characters in which the people who save the day are man-children. Just like almost every other Happy Madison film that has come out. Finally, I guess we have a film in which beating a game of Donkey Kong might get you the hot girl in the end. It's too bad the film couldn't have been made by actual nerds because maybe then it might have also been smart too. This movie is definitely made by people who were kids who barely paid attention in school. So my advice for you is to stick with the still free-to-watch two-and-a-half-minute version of Pixels done by uh, uh, Patrick Jean that you can find on YouTube right now. And use the two of the $10 that you save for the ticket price for seeing Pixels to rent the excellent documentary that is about the same subject matter. It's nostalgia for the video game Donkey Kong. Rent the King of Kong and use the rest of the money afterward to find a pizza parlor somewhere in your town that still has a working version of one of these games and get yourself some quarters and play them because if you're going to waste 100 minutes of your life it would be much better, you'd be much better off having the actual nostalgia of the actual game to play, to, to relive those memories and not waste your time here with some, with people who have no real regard for the element of these games whatsoever. So, I'm giving, if, from this impassioned review, I'm giving this film only one and a half stars. One and a half stars on my scale means it is a poor movie. It is one of the worst films of 2015, in my opinion. And uh, just another one of the reasons why Adam Sandler movies are not anywhere close to the top of my list of must-see films year in and year out. It is 
shamefully a, a, a great idea gone to waste. So it's unfortunate. So anyway, despite the fact that I dumped all over this movie and has, have probably riled Adam Sandler's fans to the point where I'm sure to get some nasty emails, uh, I hope that you still nonetheless enjoy the review and, um, and even if you've gone ahead and seen the movie anyway or still plan to, I hope that you uh, at least found something interesting in terms of the uh, <laughs> the details of this movie within the course of my review to make it worthwhile for you. Obviously, if you've listened this far, then uh, something may have been of interest here. So I thank you. And if you like this review, you can continue listening to all of my reviews as they come out by clicking the subscribe button in your podcast downloader of choice. If you happen to be on iTunes, feel free to throw me a, uh, a review. A five-star review helps me out immensely in terms of placement on iTunes and people can find me and the amount of subscribers um, will probably go up as well. If you, I don't really ask for money. I don't do this for any money. In fact, my whole website, I don't have any advertisements whatsoever. So I do this purely for the love of movies and for the love of writing and for the love of podcasting and for interacting with people like you when I hear from you. And if you want to write to me directly, you can do so by writing to me at quipster at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at quipster and you can like me on Facebook and find out when I release new reviews facebook.com slash quipster.net. So hopefully uh, you do any of those and uh, it will help me out immensely. And just remember that, uh, I, I, you know, these these podcasts come out, my, my episodes come out on a semi-daily basis. So sometimes I'll do one a day for several days in a row. Maybe I'll take some time off in between. But um, coming up, you know, in, in the next day or so, we'll have Southpaw, We'll have Paper Towns. I'll probably finally get around to that Amy documentary, Amy Winehouse documentary I've been talking about, and a whole host of other surprises. Not only theatrical releases, but movies that are coming out to VOD, independent films. Sometimes I get screeners from uh, actual filmmakers. All of that stuff will be coming up here on the Quipster Film Review Podcast. So I hope that you'll click that subscribe button and keep these reviews coming in. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoy your time at the movies and honestly I really hope that you enjoy your time in front of an actual arcade even if you have to download an app for your phone for a buck or two to actually play one of these games. I hope that you take the time to do so and enjoy that because hey, life is too short to spend on terrible entertainment. Until next time, I'm out of here. Thank you everyone. <laughs>